0: The Abstract Athlete Podcast, where art and sports collide. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Abstract Athlete Podcast. So much love to our listeners and sponsors for all of your support. As always, send questions or comments to info at theabstractathlete.com or also, do not forget to check out the other podcasts on The Abstract Athlete Network, The Abstract Doctors Podcast, and One Man's Ethos, The Tony Mandridge Podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and follow us on all of our social media outlets for updates and news. Super pumped for today's podcast as I get to speak with photographer, writer, entrepreneur, and former South Carolina Wake Forest and NFL receiver KJ Brent. You can follow KJ on Instagram at k. KJ underscore Brent, and I highly recommend you visit his website, KJBrent.com, and check out his amazing photographs. Let's welcome KJ Brent. What's up, ma'am? How you doing, all right? I'm doing awesome, you? Pleasure to well. meet you in, in sort of person.
1: <laughs> I know it's a little bit more uh personal on Zoom.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. This is the way of the world I think at this point, right? <laughs> I know. But dude, thank you so much for doing this. It's uh yeah. it's I'm I record right off the bat by the way, but um That's fine. just super cool to like meet you, meet your dad, uh and actually yeah. heard a little bit about you from your dad a- after we actually talked, which is is kind of cool and um but I you know like you fit in into so much of what we do. Um, I'm just like excited that, you know, like we got connected and stuff and, and, you know, like our, our relationship with Daryl, you know, he's co-founder of what we're doing and, and, you yeah. know, and I think he's everybody's uncle, right? And now what he goes by. Yeah, no,
1: <laughs> he's been my uncle since I was a little, little baby. So.
0: No, I think it's great, man. But, um, but I, de- I, you know, like I want to dive into obviously the athletic background and and all the stuff that you did that way. But, and also obviously to dive into the creative side, because, you know, like, again, like hearing from your dad and then like doing like research, it's not just photography that you do. Like, I think there was one thing I read that actually said you're a Renaissance man, which I can completely agree with, you know, but I, I mean, like, I feel like I, I do so many different creative things too. Like, I feel like it is kind of that, old school renaissance kind of a vibe about it. But, um, so I definitely want to dive into like a bunch of different shit and just like, you know, it's just for me, for me, these are just like conversations. And I think you said like, you're like totally into like, just talking and shit. So like,
1: just yeah, a fair thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you start a podcast then? (laughs) I actually, I, I, during, uh, like when COVID the pandemic really hit, I had, um, thought about doing it and actually started a couple, I did two episodes recorded and then our daughter was, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but like our daughter was born and yeah. it just kind of slipped. I wanted to make sure I could get a whole entire season recorded first before I launch it. And it just kind of slipped. I, I definitely plan on doing it, especially now that I'm into photography. So yeah, see well, and you have,
0: you had or have a blog that, and that was mm. the one thing that was the one thing I saw. I I saw that you like write a lot, like, you know, whether yeah. it's poetry or just like really kind of stream of consciousness stuff. And so like, again, yeah, jumping ahead myself, like thinking about like, how does that affect other like your photography or instance? Does that like, is it narrative based? Like I guess we're jumping in, <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. Ju- yeah. Um, but it's that's like the most natural way. Yeah, no, because it's also like your dad said, like when you were a kid, like you would, I think it was the piano. Did he say like you would jump on the piano? Like so again for me, like what's cool and this is you know like how I like see our connection as well is like you know like we were probably both defined as athletes growing up, and that's what people knew. But I was also a creative person, and back then, man, like. I was looked at like as a weirdo, like, you know, it's just like, what are you doing? Like you're taking art classes and it's like, well, yeah, yeah, like, you know, I'm a quarterback and I'm a center fielder, but I love like painting or something. And, and did you yeah. like, did like, you're obviously younger than me. Did, like Did you experience that at all growing up?
1: Yeah. I mean uh, the creative side wasn't ever a conversation that I had with people. Um, that was like, you know, when you, you hit, you know, a certain age and you're a teenager. I spend most of my time in my room when I get home, it's just kind of a lot of me time. So doing your homework and stuff like that. And that was really my place too. Whenever I got done, I would be listening to music or writing in my, um, it's a Cal journal, or that, yeah. I think it's called a Cal, jo- uh, Cal journal. Uh, whether it was like making up my own lyrics and I am not a lyricist, like I'm not a writer for lyrics. I've noticed that, um, but it's also weird because I, I like poetry too. and. Lyrics and poetry are pretty much the same kind of thing, but you know, writing a song lyric was different for me. Just writing my thoughts out into a po- like poem form, um, and that was in middle school, high school, and I'd be sketching in my room. So like that was a very personal thing that I never really. It wasn't something that I. And back then we only had <clears throat> I am, and Facebook was just coming out. I didn't have Facebook yet, so there was no like writing and sharing on Facebook or anything like that. That was super personal stuff um so it was like all like within the confinements of my room at that point um and it kind of grew but um I was always considered you know I started playing football in eighth grade I was playing baseball basketball at that time already so going into high school I was an athlete that was that was who I was um that was kind of my main priority in life and everyone that knew me or was friends with me knew that I played sports I mean that was pretty much it so um it's actually kind of funny to think about i've never thought about that until you said it like even my closest friends i never talked with them about sketching or i never like said hey look at my sketchbook i had a couple art classes in art in in high school but it was nothing like i wasn't that interested in the history of art yet like i am now like i think they they the combo between that and like my, my photography are really cool but back then i was a high school student i just wanted to do my own thing um so I've never thought about that. I've never thought about the fact that it was so internal and so private and it was nothing like I was drawing cartoons and sketching cartoons. Like it was nothing crazy, like super deep or anything like that, but it was just something that I enjoyed and I pretty much kept to myself.
0: No, and I, you're, you're, you're saying things that like, like totally resonate with me because <laughs> yeah. I, I still, to this day, remember I, my art teacher in high school You know, like, again, I I was a football player, basketball, baseball, like you, and that's, that's what I was. And, but this art teacher in high school really liked what I did. I remember she asked me to take this was like the first computer art class that you know, this, you know, this is ancient times. And, (laughs) and I remember going in there and it was all the art students and they're like looking at me like, what the hell are you doing in this class? And you know, so it was like this weird situation of, you know, like I, like you said, I didn't share it with anybody. Like it was kind of this private journey of sorts. And, and I've told this story on, on the podcast before. It's like, when I came, I went and played baseball at Ohio state. Um, I mean, I I could have been drafted, but my parents wanted me to go to school, which I didn't really want to do because I didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't even know you could take art in school when I was in college. And so like looking back, like again, the hindsight thing, you know, if I, if I would have known I might've stayed in school at that time and finished playing out baseball, but I just ended up quitting because I was just like, I was floundering. Like I didn't know what the hell, like I was just struggling in school because school is not my thing. And it's, but it's, it's, it's just a weird, and they're not that dissimilar. Like, that's the thing that I think Chris and I that started this company is that Art and athletics are so similar, but we think that they're so different. i mean,
1: yeah, you, there's you, the stigma the stigmas behind them are very they're like polar opposites, yeah, um they don't like on a very surface level, they don't look like they they correlate at all. But I mean, once i because I had like a little break in college where I didn't really I wasn't really into my creative process, it just wasn't anything that I chose. It just was kind of like busy. Sports in college are super busy. So once I got back into it, I realized like, this is a really good, it's, a, it's a kind of an outlet, but it's also things that help me mentally, like in sports too, like in the playbook and stuff like that. So there's definitely a lot of similarities that, that are very cohesive, but people don't think like that. Like, <laughs> that's why I like these kind of concepts and like getting more conversations going about the fact that there are a lot more athletes that are much more creative than people give them credit for. Um, and they're much more than the Jersey that they put on the pads, they put on the helmet they put on. Um, and I think a lot, cause I mean, fans want to be, they want to know who their favorite players are. and They want to know more about them. And I feel like they're, if they're if players, the stigma goes away and players feel more comfortable to let that kind of side out. There's a much more, there's a whole deeper kind of connection that people fans could have with players, because this is a very common, it's a common narrative. Like, even if you don't play sports, a lot of people that are like creative, you know, they are creative thinkers. So it's interesting to think about.
0: No. And it, 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 it is like that we're all creative. I say this all the time. Like every, every one of us is a creative person. And it just, it doesn't, you know, I think a lot of people think creativity means you have to paint or something like that. And, you know, and it's like, that's so narrow. And it's like, no, actually creativity is anything. And, and it's, it's kind of cool when, like you said, when you were in college, you didn't even think about it. And I've actually started a program at Virginia Commonwealth called art and athletics, where I work with a ton of student athletes that they've, I've actually been told that, <clears throat> that some of the coaches are using my class as a recruiting tool, which I was like, <laughs> that's pretty dope, man. Like, yeah, I know it's, but it's like to give and it's not just for student athletes. It's really truly for anybody, but to give like, you know, for instance, student athletes, that space to take that break, to, you know, have that mental kind of recovery thing where they can just sit there and paint or draw or write music or poetry or beats or whatever. Like you just, you really see that light bulb go off that I always say, it's just like giving them permission because, you know, being a student athlete or just being an athlete in general, like it's so time consuming and you just forget about these other things, yeah. and, you know, but what, like, yeah. so I'm curious, like, cause you know, like, first of all, your, your, uh, your website is awesome. Like it's, it's Thank really, you. it's really great. And, and your photographs are, you know, just so eye catching. And um, what got you into photography? Like what was that, that kind of trigger for you?
1: It was always something I've always appreciated it. It's never, I mean, but back then it's never just something that like I saw a photo and I was like, that's so, that's an amazing shot. I want to try that. It was never like, I never had that thought. Um, I got my first camera my rookie year in Oakland, actually. So uh, I had thought about wanting to, i thought about DSLR. So I got it, didn't use it a ton, but I wanted to get into a YouTube channel which is still active. I just haven't been able to, to get back into it, which I do plan to do so, but that was kind of, that was what I used the cameras that I have for the most video, uh, whether it was like vlogging or just kind of like videoing my life career, stuff like that. So I started take, I had the camera. So like, obviously I took some pictures on my phone. Everyone takes photos on their phone. So I started taking some on a camera too, just to see how they looked. It was in, the main auto setting. So I never really did anything else. I was just taking shots and, um, never edited stuff. I was just really taking the photos and seeing what they look like. And then, uh, I I wanted to upgrade the camera to see if I can get some better video quality. So I upgraded that camera that also had better, you know, photo quality too. So still kind of testing it out, but really just using it for video. Um, but at the time, uh i talk about this a lot because it's super important as to like where i'm at now and like how i got to where i'm at with photography but i had a uh, a canon camera that i thought was pretty it was was a great camera but that lasted it didn't last that long because at the time if you know me you know that i love technology i love gear (laughs) i love like new uh, new iphones i get the new iphone every year like i'm a big tech geek um so with cameras i was like you watch YouTube and all the quality is, I mean, YouTube creators are insane what they can do. So like, I'm looking at mine and I'm comparing and I'm like, okay, my quality is not as good. Maybe I do need a more expensive camera, um, to make good content. And so there was a, there was a very big disconnect from the actual creative ideas that I had and the quality of the camera that I had. So like, it was a fine camera. It did. I'm pretty sure it did fork. I think it may have done 4k, Um, but it wasn't the most expensive canon, so that there, there was a, there was a thing in my mind that was preventing me from like, just accepting what I had. So I ended up, uh, there's like kind of a, I got stagnant with the YouTube channel. It was just kind of sitting around. Um, so I ended up selling it. And then shortly after I was like, I don't know if I made the right decision, but like, I do want a camera back. I want to try and take more photos and stuff like that. But I made a decision to just move forward with my iPhone. And it was kind of like a forceful decision because like, try it out. You don't know much about photography. Um, You know, see if it's really the gear that's allowing you to create what you want to create. So for the next year and a half, almost two years, I just used my iPhone. And I was, I tell everybody it was, it was pivotal in my growth because I learned that i mean i had this camera in my pocket every single day we all do we all have a camera in our pocket every day um and there's certain things that i didn't have a lens to change out so i was i was stuck with the lenses that i had and that's a whole different conversation but i had a camera so that was super important for me because doing that and forcing myself to do that i got out of that mindset of i got to have a five thousand dollar sony or I got to have a 85 millimeter, 35 millimeter and 24 millimeter lens to exchange, you know, here and there. So, um, you know, I have some of my favorite photos I've ever taken off of my iPhone. And so it's, uh, it's one of the things that I do preach now is like gear matters in certain situations, but if you're looking to just create something, it doesn't like you have the cameras, you have the tools, people use disposable cameras and they make amazing photos. So I ended up getting really back into my, photo interest in 2020, when the pandemic hit, we all had a bunch of time. I was hammering YouTube videos, learning about, cause I didn't know about the details and the technical side of photography and using a camera, like manually setting ISO and, um, all the, you know, to expose light. So I dove into that, learned about that. And then, and meanwhile, I'm still with my phone, my phone. I don't have a camera yet because I was like, I need to learn more about, I'm not going to get a uh, decently priced camera. And not know how to use it so i learned i wanted to learn so i took i really got into it and like really when it hit march april and then i didn't get a camera until september october um so i took months um i i I loaded up lightroom to kind of edit a little bit see how that worked because i never edited before and i still don't edit a lot but it's a great tool to use um so i got the camera i got a sony camera in the fall and I just went, I went at it. Uh, I was taking photos of, and at the time we had our first, we had our daughter already. So I was taking a bunch of pictures of them. Uh, I was taking a bunch of, I was doing some portrait sessions here and there, really trying to dive into it and learn very fast because that's how I, the translation from sports and football, the accelerated learning. I wanted to do that too, to challenge myself and put myself in uncomfortable positions to make myself learn. Um, and with a camera using manual, that's a very uncomfortable position. If you're not hundred percent educated on how to use it yet, it's like, you got to make sure you get certain shots because like a portrait session, they're paying for the session. It's like, you want to get it right? So like, that was kind of a, it was a weird feeling, but that's like, where I, that's where I learned the most and grow the most. Um, and then moving forward a few months, I, you know, it's all I did. I had a camera in my hand all the time. And now I'm to a point where if I like we're going out with some friends today, If I don't bring the camera I feel like I left my phone my camera or my keys or my wallet at home (laughs) it's a part of my it's a part of my daily routine I bring it with me wherever I go Um, so it's been really interesting to see my more so my mental state with gear and I think that that year and a half changed everything for me and now I'm able to just I have a film camera that I got for like 60 bucks and it was made in the 60s and i have another one for like 80 bucks that was made in the 80s like it's not a it's not a high-end sony or Leica or anything like that but my favorite photos that i've ever taken are off of the film cameras yep. so i'm I'm at a much more f- like freeing creative uh, side of things now which is really cool um and i feel like that has allowed me to grow faster um learn faster because i'm always trying to absorb knowledge because i still especially the historic side of art um, I want to learn more about. So it's, it's been a cool last, you know, three, or so three or so years.
0: Yeah. The, the, there's something about photographs and, and being a photographer. I actually, I'm, I'm going to show you my lens. I just bought like a super crazy lens. Yeah. Because I actually drive out West every summer. Chris, my business partner lives out in Colorado, but so okay. I go to Yellowstone all the time. I mean, I. Oh, like, yeah, that's a master. And I, I, uh, I'm like addicted to photographing wolves in Yellowstone. Oh, really? And I was just, oh, my God. I'm just like, I can't get enough of it. But it like there's something about that. I think every creative person that photography, I think, is probably the best at and at doing. And it's making people pay attention. Like, you know, like that's what you said about like carrying a phone around. It's like, you can now take a picture at any second of any day of any time, but it's like that idea of like kind of walking around and knowing that you have this tool with you at all times to just like snap those photos. I think it's just like, it's, it opens up so many doors and ways of thinking. Um, Like I, I had, I distinctly remember a, a baseball player of mine last year just starting to get into that idea and like you could just see that the the switch flip where yeah. he, like he's walking around campus and he's start, starting to text me photos of things that, and he's seeing <laughs> and it's just like you're getting it and like and then the
1: scene part yeah
0: yeah and then it's just like for all also i just think it's again it's that like that mental health break of sorts where like you're just like you're you're enjoying nature or, or the streets or whatever and like and you're taking that time. And I think that that plays into your athletic career because you're not going into a game all stressed out and, and, and it's, it's just, it's really interesting. And I think photography is such a, probably the best tool for that. And again, I'm not a photographer, but I love taking photographs and I bring them, I don't really look. You're a
1: photographer then. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. But
0: I'm, I'm a painter like at, at at heart, but it's like, I have like this wall of all these photographs that I took out West every summer or, you know, and it's, and I just, I enjoy that, that kind of dynamic. Do you know, like what was the, do you have like a trigger? Like that was the reason why you got into it. Cause I like, uh, one of the guys we work with that played in the NFL named Tony Mandrich, his kind of trigger of why he became a photographer was he, he was on the cover of sports illustrated a couple of times, but the first time he was on, um, on the cover uh, he got into photography from that moment, which I think is like really, really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Was, was there like a moment for you that like, or just kind of developed?
1: There's not a moment. I don't think that I can pinpoint. I was like, okay, that's when I like really, it kind of sparked, it was kind of natural and gradual. Um, I just had an interest in it. I have a lot of interest, and I place, you know, those interests in different baskets and I just try things out and that it's stuck. But one thing that I did notice as I got more into it, um, and this was actually very recent, I've been doing photography for really dedicated to it for a year and a half. And I've never really, I really just, I think like you were talking about scene, like life, that's the coolest thing about it for me is like, once I picked up a camera, I was able to see more and appreciate more that we were just kind of passing every single day. Like, I have a picture of a, of a tree with a hoodie hanging on one of the branches and another hoodie on the grass. Like, nothing is going on, but it's just something that, like, caught your eye because I have a camera, and I took a picture of it, and it's super, like, I, the word that's used a lot is just the mundane, the normal part of life that yep. you walk by, and it's like, what's what is it why is a sweatshirt on the ground and in a tree? <laughs> right. And you just kind of think about it, but, like, with a camera, you could take a picture of it. And it's just, it doesn't tell a story. It doesn't have to tell a story. It's just interesting. Um, but like, for me, what I've noticed in a lot of my work is, and I, I don't think this was a trigger, but it's just something that I noticed in the work. Um, my life in sports was always so fast. It was so busy. I'm always around people. And that's, I mean, I love, I'm a social being. I love being around my friends, but love being in the locker room around, around people. But when I got my eye behind a camera, I noticed that there was a lot of isolation with the subjects that I shot. And this is kind of cool, like discovered realization for me, because I never really thought that much into my own work. I always like, you know, I just find stuff interesting, I take pictures of them. But I think there was a there's definitely a correlation of there's a certain sense of peace that I have with the camera. So translating that to the subjects that I take photos of, you know, we're all going through a ton. You know, we're all busy in life. There's a lot going through our minds. So, like, at the same time, when I'm taking a picture of someone and it just isolates them throughout the scene, whether it's on the beach, on the street or anything like that, it's kind of cool for me to, don't, there's almost like a relationship between me and the subject. It's like, I'm at peace. I'm solo, i like by myself and I can capture them in the middle of everybody else on the street that are walking by, that are, are, are anticipating to walk by but I snap it of just them. I don't know where they're going. I don't know what's going on in their life or in their minds, but there's like a, there's a there's a relationship right there between me and the subject where we're, we're, we're an individual by ourselves. We're connected, yeah. Yep. And they have no idea sometimes that I'm taking, the most of the time that I'm taking a photo, but it's just kind of a personal thing for me. Um, and I think it's just because maybe because life is typically busy, so being able to separate that and what I take photos of is I, I can see the correlation there.
0: Yeah. Do you, I'm, I'm I'm like, while, while you've been talking, I've been like scrolling again through, through your website. Um, mm-hmm. And you know like you do Wish like I update. what I, that's why I don't have a website dude I swear to god I let the galleries I show out do it cuz it's like it's like another job I can't yeah. I can't keep up with that shit but like yeah. you so you do like different kinds of work where you like um you know you do portraits you do like uh um product you know just like I think pictures that I think you would just take like walking around like the the yeah. streets and the coast and stuff like that do you have like because you were the way that you were talking, like just a second ago, it's like I feel like the ones where where you are just kind of observing is probably more interesting for you. Because some of these are just like, I mean, they're just dying. There's this guy with uh, in the port. What is this? This is the streets um, where he's like wearing a mask, and the way that he's looking at you is just like you hit. It. You know, it's like you're capturing those moments yeah. that are unfiltered where the portraits obviously people are like posing and stuff in the and the cup yeah. and that's not, not that there's anything wrong with that um but it's yeah. like there's just something um like i think you use the word unfiltered or um
1: it's the mundane like it's 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 authentic yep
0: it, that's, it, that's the light. best word authenticity of it them it's like it, like there's some of these like the the construction worker walking down the hallway or there's one construction worker that i think you're looking like through a, a hole in the concrete yeah that he's on the phone it's like those moments are like that and like you yeah. capture, like that's what i think is just so killer about photography is like like you said it's like that is a mo- that is a mundane moment it's just a construction yeah. worker looking at a phone yeah. but damn man like that picture is so poignant and so like it just sticks um and and like do you have like a I don't want to ask you if like you have a favorite moment or like style but is I mean is it is it that kind of you walking around kind of observing over like the portraits
1: yeah yeah definitely um like the projects that I have uh that I'm in the middle of right now are just I have one project titled stories ashore. That's really just kind of telling the stories that are on the shore in the ocean uh, at the, on the coast. Um, and then I have a couple, I, I'm doing one actually with construction work cause there's a lot of construction going on in Charlotte and it's so it, that's the other cool thing about photography and shooting moments like that is like, you think of these things, you're capturing things that you really just kind of walk by on a day-to-day basis that you don't really notice. But with the camera, I have noticed those more in a certain framing of that, like, I want to do a project, like a long form project of construction workers is just telling that story. Um, and who knows the, the, the cool thing about it too, is that I don't know if anybody will find it interesting, but I do. And that's kind of how I, that's how I, that's how I operate. Um, you know, maybe doing a, a photo book of it or something like that. So but, I was
0: literally just going to ask you if you've ever yeah. thought about putting, even, even putting books together with your writings. Like, is that, mm-hmm. is that something you've thought about?
1: Yeah, I, um, there's a, there's a project I'm doing that I think is just going to be a photo book of photos, but there is, this is probably going to be a much more long form project. Cause I want to, I would want to make sure if I'm entering my writing in it too, that it's like, it's cohesive um, and it's curated, but I would love to, since I do write, do a photo book, but also, and in, like include some of my writing pieces. Cause like when I do. Um, not sure if you're familiar with NFTs or anything like that, but when I do list those, I, one of my favorite parts about it is telling a story or writing the the piece of it too. So doing that along with a book and having some like written form that people can kind of read and and maybe get a sense of the story that's behind maybe the photo they're looking at or just the entire project itself, like piece by piece, written piece by written piece. Uh, that would be cool. I definitely plan on doing that. I don't know when. I'll I'll do it. I don't know what project it'll be or what subjects it'll be. It'll be you know pinpointing, but I definitely want to do that um, because it's like I said, it's something that I love doing. I love writing, so I would love to cor- like implement that with my photography more.
0: I I'm, first of all, I need to get you in in uh, contact with Percy King, who I don't I don't know if you know. We work with him. He played ball at uh, Ohio State. With I do know the
1: ch- name, I think.
0: Yeah, I th- maybe Daryl, but he lives out like just outside of Charlotte, and I think we have. Okay. Do you know Michaela? Oh Binter?
1: yes, yes, yes. Um, I think. Did you talk to my dad about Percy? What's that? Did you talk to my dad about Percy?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. We did. Okay, he yeah.
1: he, he sent me his profile and asked if I knew him, and I don't know him. Yeah but i i saw his work and it's, it's good
0: yeah it's pretty dope he's yeah yeah um but he's yeah he just moved down there i think three years ago um outside okay. of charlotte um and then i also have another connection with um actually somebody that percy got connected with was michaela binter um who actually was uh i think she ran for davidson i'm trying okay. to remember heptath- heptathlete but she's down in in charlotte too so like we have a A nice little like pipeline down to Charlotte. So hopefully we're actually gonna be doing something down there at some point in time, but quick break you can follow kj on instagram at kj underscore brent and i definitely recommend you visit his website kjbrent.com and check out his amazing photographs a reminder to check out the other podcasts on the abstract athlete network the abstract doctors podcast and one man's ethos the tony mandrich podcast now back to kj um you, you mentioned one thing that i i like I find interesting when I talk to a lot of, uh, you know, the former athletes, um, and, and I had this experience myself of like, like when, when that day came, when it was over, like, Mm. and you said you've, you, you, uh, for me, like, like reading up on and, and talking to your dad and talking a little bit, like you always had this, this creative, sense, it seemed like, but like the photography really has been in the last two, three or two years. But like, what was that? I mean, for you, like, was it tough? Like, as uh, like that kind of, again, comparing it to the idea that everybody looked at you as an athlete, and now that's gone. And like that transition outside of the the sports world and kind of that identity, um, it doesn't feel like you really... You know, I think a lot of people have that identity crisis when they're done. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you had that. I I think for me, like my thing was always, you know, and I think a lot of former athletes say this, it's like it was the locker room, the camaraderie, the, but also like, you know, as creative people, like I like to be alone. So it was (laughs) was kind of like, okay. (laughs) But I mean, did you have like that moment where it's like, oh shit. Now it's now what?
1: I really didn't. Um, but I think it's because I prepared for it. I, when I went in, I was like, I knew what the the percentages of staying in the career length was, average career length. So like, I'm a very realistic person. Um, I know that I belong, but I'm also like, okay, you know, handle your business, but you also realize, you know, the, the possibility of it being over tomorrow, especially with an injury, like anything could happen. So I told myself when I got picked up by Oakland, I was like, however long this lasts for you, when you make the decision, you make the decision. So there's no going back and forth. There's no say, "I'm done, and then you i'm uh, maybe not and three months later, like I'm done. So, um, so how things transpired after my going into my fourth year and things like that, I had, you know a very clear moment of clarity going to a workout after I got clear from my concussion at Tennessee. And I was in the line at security in the Charlotte Douglas Airport. No RAM or reason why I got that. It was just a it was just a thought that I had with myself and I was like, obviously I want to go make this team. But if I don't, I'm gonna give it a week, and if I don't hear anything back, that's it. Um and that's what happened. Um one of the one of the things that I'm very happy about is I did have the clarity with it. There was not that it was the end of the season, I was like, should I do this or should I not? Like maybe give it a few months. Like there was none of that. It was very clear. Um, I made the decision, uh, and I, when I talked to Chelsea, it was, like, it was tough because it was half my life that I played. Um, that was like, probably, I was probably dedicated the most time to football. Um, between when I started and when I stopped just because it's a year round sport and I, and you get into college NFL. That's all you, I mean, that's all you do. Yep. So, um, it was definitely, I, she, she cried. You know <laughs> as soon as i you know okay it's it's done she cried and made me emotional but like there was it was emotional just because i enjoyed it so much it was such a big part of my life it wasn't emotional like fear of what's next right. um because i prepared I, I did some externships i figured out what i thought i was interested in doing and then i was like i'm gonna take my time when the season's over and figure out you know network uh know meet some people that I know in Charlotte also introduce myself to other people in the in the professional world and see you know where I would fit best so um there was a very calculated approach that I had to it and I'm very fortunate because I, I I have told people I have seen people like you said have that identity crisis like what is next like I'm a football player I don't see myself in an office I don't see myself even as like a photographer or something like that uh so I I'm very fortunate to have had that kind of approach and experience with it because I know not a lot of people do. Um, and there, I mean, there's uh, when I say fear, like there was no fear. What's next. There was some uncertainty because like, you're going through a transition when the pandemic hits, like not many people, not really anyone goes <laughs> through times. that. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, people are holding, you know, holding off hiring and, you know, things like that. And I don't, I didn't, I didn't know how things were going to transpire, but it ended up working out because I took the time to make sure that it did. And, uh and then got into, you know, photography more. So it was, a it's been an interesting transition. I'm it's, I had no idea where I would end up, but I was never at a point where I was like, you know, these next five years are going to be brutal because I have no idea what, you know, I'm going to do. I, I prepared and, and prepared for the moment because I, it could have been four years. It could have been 10 years. I had no idea when I was going to end it. So I just had to try and prepare as best that I could.
0: Do you have siblings by the way?
1: I have a younger sister. She's 25.
0: Because, you know, again, like in talking to your dad, like, you know, it sounds like you just had such a a killer childhood in the sense that encouraging creativity, encouraging athletics – which I, you know, like, I'm not sure everybody has that system. And, um, and, you know, again, like I just, I, I remember your dad saying something like, yeah, he would come home every day and he'd play piano or whatever. And (laughs) I I mean, again, I just think that that's like, that, that probably has to, um, play into how you, your decision-making it's like, you know, I'm not just this, I'm, I'm a lot of different things and how I go about life. Like, so when my, my athletic career is done, it's, it's like, it's fine. Like I'm, you know, yep. and it sucks because again, like I loved it so much, but I mean, did you have, like, you said you played basketball and, and baseball. Were there any, any times like you thought about like, uh, like going off on those, those directions or was football like the main? Yeah.
1: No, yeah. Baseball was number one for a long time. Uh, I wanted to go to college for baseball. I want to go to the leagues as a pitcher for a right. while. Um, the, club that I ended up playing with leading into high school, burnt me out. Yeah. And at the time it was just, it was kind of like a funny time because at the time it was like, I'm playing football. I almost quit football after my first year, eighth grade, just cause like I was bad. like, I had no, I didn't know if I had interest in it. Um, and then freshman year I ended up making varsity. It's so weird because I, I, it's weird to say this, but like, it was not by accident, but I had no intentions of thinking about possibly making varsity in tryouts. And I did. So like it was like maybe something's there so let's like keep playing see how this goes out like plans out and then I ended up sophomore year stopping playing AAU baseball and things like that and it just kind of it worked but uh, baseball was definitely like my first I love basketball too but I, I I thought I had the most potential for baseball at the time yeah <laughs> I, I I had I thought I had the most potential um, for baseball. Um, See, I what think. You said oh, where, my-
0: exactly? Oh, mine's exactly opposite. I was a quarterback, and I love playing quarterback. <laughs> But I just realized it's like I hated getting hit. I talked to I yeah. talked to this about football players. Like I didn't mind hitting people. Like if I was playing defense. But man, I just I just like I'm I'm done and I quit my senior year and I was like because <laughs> I knew I was like I knew baseball was my path and yeah. I mean I wish I wish basketball like you know I could dunk when I was five ten and shit yeah. but like the I I was and it's sorry to go on a tangent but there was a guy that was starting go. starting ahead of me in in high school that his dad played on the Knicks <laughs> and it was like, I have no chance playing basketball. I mean, it's <laughs> like, I'm not starting, you know? And it's like, yeah. I was too athletic for my team. Like, he's it like, I played basketball like, like we play now. But like back then it was like chess passes here and, yeah. jungle, and it's like, yeah, I don't do this game. So <laughs> no, it's, I, it's, it's interesting though. Cause uh, you know, it's, I think that sports now like are a little bit more difficult because they try to specialize too early with, with kids. And I, I, for me, like, I always thought that, that, uh, and you can probably say this too, because you played all three, like that, that all three of those sports for me, like helped each other out in terms of like, whether it's hand, eye coordination, footwork, like whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I played soccer a little bit too, until I was 10. So like, I played soccer I and I did track in, college, in high school too. So track and also helped me with speed. And yep. uh, I never ran a four by one or anything, but I was like four by four, I ran a 200, things like that. So that helped my speed. Cause I wasn't the fastest. Um, so th- there are definitely some things that translate from sport to sport that help you. Um, there's a lot of football players that ran track solely to get faster for football. Yep. Um, and they helped their track team, but then they're also helping themselves for football. So I uh, I stopped playing baseball sophomore year, but I kept playing AAU basketball. I kept playing. I kept running track until senior year, um, and then I stopped playing soccer earlier. But yeah, I, I did it. I did all of those sports, and those I think those one, two, three, four sports, middle school and high school were the main ones that I stuck with. But I enjoyed them all. Like. I love I love sports. I was an athlete like uh, <laughs> I ended up specializing in football because I was like, I need to hone it down and see you know, if there's potential here. I can go to college for it. So that's why I you know, ultimately ended up picking it. But I think, uh, yeah, the specializing is especially early, you know, it's crazy to me that some people started getting offers in middle school. Oh, I was like, nuts. you don't know what is going to happen in the next two, three years. Unless
0: you're um, LeBron James and just like
1: a, <laughs> yeah, a freak. yeah, they're like the, the yeah. once in a generation yeah. players, but and it, but I think it's from a from a collegiate standpoint, I think it's kind of it's interesting. I, don't, I I think it's kind of a bad thing sometimes because if you all place an offer on this kid and they they are playing multiple sports, it's like, well, dang, should I just focus on football now? No. I got an offer, so not even need to focus on it now, like okay, set basketball aside, set soccer aside, which you think about, okay, well, I could get hurt in those sports. You can get hurt in football tomorrow too, Yep. but they, I had to say that that that
0: played a part in why I didn't play football my senior year is like I was the captain of a baseball team. We were like, literally, if we would have won the States, my junior year, we would have been probably the number one team in the nation. And, and, and I knew that, you know, like I had a killer year, my junior year, you know, and I was like, Sc- screw this. Like, I'm not playing football. And I, I distinctly remember the coach going, yeah. but you're the starting quarterback. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> just like, you
1: know. I, I did the same thing with basketball. I stopped, I didn't play varsity my junior and senior year. And I don't regret things in my life, but I think back and it's like, we talk about it, I Like I, you know, I definitely should have played. Um, but I, I didn't play because I didn't want to get hurt. I just committed to South Carolina. So like I don't want to get hurt playing basketball. Whereas I could get I could tear an ACL and run a curl route and get tackled in the next game on Friday. Like, but did it, you transfer? You, you
0: transferred your senior year to play it at Wake.
1: Yeah, my okay. fifth year. I went to Wake my fifth okay. year. Yeah, because I redshirted, so I had an okay. extra year. Um, and then you're as a graduate student, you don't have to sit out a year okay. if you go D one. Like you stay that same yep. division. So um, that's how that who was happened.
0: Your, who was your QB down in South Carolina?
1: It was when I first got there, Garcia was still there, okay. even Garcia was there, and then Connor Shaw, and then ended up with Dylan Thompson
0: yeah i I so was like solid quarterback, yeah, I was like Garcia's yeah. game um is he even yeah. still playing I don't even know uh-uh.
1: okay. mm-hmm. he's uh he's down in Florida um he's still around the game too, which is cool yeah. uh I was actually when I was in Tampa i i I linked up with him a few times. We played golf um <laughs> nice. Yeah, they're a little bit. Okay, big, now but, I know. Uh, now yeah. I
0: know when I come down there, I'm bringing my clubs with me. That's cool. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, for sure.
0: Um, one question I always like to ask people because uh, I think it's, I, I think it's just kind of fascinating to hear like how how people are thinking. And, and again, when we have people like us that are like in, in, in so many different spaces um, in terms of like athleticism and and creativity, but like, who are like some of the people that are inspiring to you? Like, you know, that you kind of gravitate towards whether, again, whether it's a photographer, whether it's a football player or, you know, whatever, like a basketball player or, but some people that like motivate you or inspire
1: you uh kobe in sports wise kobe was always mine like even though i stuck with football i think when he it it was amplified when he passed away unfortunately but his approach and process um and it was work for me to get And I, i never had kobe Bryant mindset like that's just i'm realistic i'm honest with that but his mindset and approach to not just his game but like life that on what he did on the court and how he approached the game I think transcended not only basketball to other sports, but sports to life. And so like his whole entire, the mama mentality, his process, I think it motivates a ton more than just, you know, athletes. But for me, Kobe was definitely the sports figure outside of baseball, I mean, football too, that was a motivating influence. Um, Always respected his game, always respected how he, you know, approached it. Creatively, currently, like my, my favorite photographer uh, is Gordon Parks. Um, he's he's an older photographer, yep. obviously, but he, uh, the way, I'm not sure if you're familiar with his work, but yep. the, the versatility that I have in my, like I like capturing different things. Um, you know, I have some product that I've done. I, the coast street photography, my family, um, you know, I take a lot of film shots of just people around my, in my life, uh, just like little moments like that that what he did with photography is very similar. And I have a lot of inspiration from that. Um And just, I mean, he was, he directed films. He did a whole, I mean, he did a, a ton of stuff. So Gordon Parks is, is, is a big influence. Um And I appreciate what he did with the camera a ton. And then like currently that are still like modern, like photographers, uh, I don't know if you're familiar, but a photographer, Joe Greer, he is, he mm-hmm. is a, He's a phenomenal photographer. Again, I love his, his approach to his process life, all that kind of stuff. I don't know him personally, um, but just kind of his work is, is really, really, it's phenomenal. Um, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of like his mindset when he, you know, with a camera, with the people around his life. Um, he does a lot of, a couple of workshops that I've watched things like that. But one of the things that like with the inspiration with photographers like that, you know, there's a a lot of friends that I've created in the photography community that I'm inspired on a daily basis, um, on Twitter and things like that. But one of the things I do like is that whenever I get into my mode there, I can shut off because if you, and you can, you can be over influenced sometimes it can affect your, your creative process. Like you're, you're taking in so many different types of art on a daily basis. And you can kind of, you you pick up a camera and like, you're thinking about that shot and it kind of, it makes, you know, what you're taking a photo kind of fuzzy, But um, I make sure that I turn that off. And I think one of the things that I can do and turn off why I can turn it off is because if I am influenced by like an astro shot or, you know, a shot that I've never really tried out, I'll go experiment with it because I have an interest in it. I have a camera. So like it interests me that someone else can create that. I'm not going to create it exactly like they do because I just not technically sound like that, but I will try it out. And that allows me to separate that inspiration that may fuzz up my own process. And when I'm in my zone with one that I want to take the photos that I want to take, I'm solely in my own zone. I don't have, I don't think about anything else or anything that I saw that day on the timeline or anything like that. So definitely some influence in my life, but I, luckily I'm able to kind of shut that out when I need to.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now you know the the Kobe. I was just thinking about a couple of things you just said. The Kobe thing. The saddest part for me about Kobe passing so early was I think, like you said, like he. He transcended basketball for one, yeah, but I think what he was about ready to do for women's sports, I think yeah. like the, that, that because he was you know because of his daughter that he was yeah. you know he was just gonna elevate it and and again, like he fits into the mold of what we what we're doing yeah. like with with you know creativity and and athleticism and um i'm actually I've become friends with the um official photographer of the the Lakers and okay. the nba as well like i should put you guys together at some point in time and he did yeah. a book with kobe and so like his relationship of you know like really understanding about what he did in yeah. his life and and just it just yeah it that that one i'm mean, I'm a huge laker fan to like old school like back in the yeah. ma- magic johnson days so i've like always
1: also also like what he was going to do kind of creatively too. Absolutely. I already did a, like a film a, like, a an, or, yeah, or like, so like the can, possibilities are going to be endless.
0: Yeah. No, it, it like, that's what I mean. It's like his, he, you know, and that, that goes back to like a kind of another question and, or maybe just a comment and maybe you can touch on it. It's like, I think that's the interesting part when, when athletes do have that creative sense they attack it like it's athletics. Like I'm, I'm so ritual based. Like I physically work out every day, but I creatively work out every day. And I think that that's, that's one of the things that we're trying to promote. It's like, yes, we always talk about as a society, we talk about physically working out. Like you should lift weights, you should run, like you should do that. But we don't talk about this. And it's like, this is like so important. And it's like, all you have to do is sit down and doodle.
1: And it it's more important. Yeah, it in my, is. I mean, it's definitely more important because without that strength, mental strength, you your physical strength suffers too. So like, I, I think, I'm glad that that stigma too with mental health and stuff like that and, and mental strength is, is subsiding because yeah. there's more talk about it because I think it's important, especially from a creative. I'm in the photo community and that's a big topic of discussion because you talked about like my childhood growing up. There's a lot of people that I've gotten in contact with and gotten to know very well that did not have really good childhoods you know growing up and that's one of the reasons why they got into art and into photography to express that yep. um so when i can get into like a twitter space or you know a discussion with other people and they're allowed you know they they allow themselves to tell their story and you know kind of have discussions with other people and, and whether it's getting not not help but just kind of getting other perspectives to kind of help their mental health too um it's a it's a very positive thing that I'm I'm happy to see because like me, people that I get in contact with and and are able to connect with, and make friends with. I want to see them happy, yep. especially in a, as a photographer. Like I want them to be able to create what they want to create with a smile on their face, whether it's something that they don't ever share, whether it's something they sell a print of or sell an NFT of. Like regardless of the the success that comes with the actual photo, if you can approach it with like happiness and you you have a smile on your face, that's what I want to see for people. So. I'm glad that, that the mental health part of it is, is coming out more.
0: Well, and I think, you know, even touching on that, like, like working and, and meeting people like you that are inspiring, that do different things. I always, you know, I, I say this all the time on the podcast, but like having somebody like you that played professional football, that's now doing this you know, again, like that separation of sports and creativity, it's like you, yeah. you're you showing that it, bringing it closer together. And what it does, it gives people permission. Because again, like sometimes mm. that fear of like, well, I'm an athlete, that's all I can do. I can't like sit in the corner and paint yeah. because then people yeah. will call me <laughs> weird or whatever. And it's like, yeah. you're allowing that, you know, that f- for people to like do it you know that permission aspect and and again like i think things are changing finally thank god and and we're you know we are talking about mental health and and wellness and all these things more and more and more and which is you know so important um but allowing people to see like what you do and 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 talking to them about it like i just it just knocks down walls it knocks down those stereotypes and
1: yeah for sure
0: it's like so you know um couple like like last couple things like things that i always kind of touch on but like what what do you think the next 10 years is bringing like i mean it sounds like you're like you're a busy dude man um you got you got you got a new kid in the world you're gonna be busy being a dad but like you're like really starting to ramp up um your your photography and like and and talking about you know potentially putting out books and different stuff and 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 maybe even getting into film and stuff like what do you like what's projected like what are you thinking
1: <laughs> i'm always that's, that's always a tough like i'm the person that can never answer that question just because i'm so i'm such a i'm so present that it's really good for me photography wise too to be that present and it's not to say that I'm not preparing for the future. I am. Um you know, like I talked about I you know hope to plan, you know, have a book and stuff like that. So there is curation going on and there are plans that I have and ideas that I write down that I want to get to, but I don't know like I, that book could take 12 years. Who knows? It could I could have the book out by the end of the year. It just depends on how my life goes and how like my artistic process goes if I feel like I have enough substance in the project that I'm doing to like capture okay, like this is a this is a project that has enough quality pieces in my opinion to put out a book then i'll do it like that's the kind of thing like same same concept of like when i'm done with football i'm done yeah. it's like when i'm when i'm done with this project i'll know when i'm done and i'll make that decision and, and kind of go forward with it whatever that is so i know for me like as a dad it's just like you know continuing to teach my my child along with my wife and as best that i can and and, and see her growth but photography career-wise it's who knows, I'm always, I'm always learning and trying to, you know, experiment with new things. So like the, the, the potential, the possibility the ceiling is, is very high. Um, it, and, and I, that work ethic that I had in football will, is translated to photography. Like I have a, an eager to learn. I have a lot to learn. There's a lot of photographers that I've surrounded myself that have been doing this much longer than I have. And it doesn't matter that they've been doing it longer than I have in certain senses in terms of like, can I succeed now? But, Um, I do have that same mindset of like when I was a rookie in Oakland, there's a role that I have, I got to establish myself and there's a certain type of respect. So like when I'm around them in the photography community, I have a respect for them because they've been doing it longer than I have. Um, they've established their brand. They have worked with multiple brands. They have, you know, portfolio work that is very impressive. So that's, you know, hope that's, I hope to have that, you know, I don't hope I will, um, in next 10 years, I will establish my portfolio, my image, my brand. what comes along with that, I have no idea what will, um, but the the determination and work ethic will be there. So I know something will happen. It's just a matter of like what.
0: And you can tell. I mean, like I, I looking at your your site, I would never in a million years know that you've only been doing this for two years. Like it's insane. And and, and I think that that's that speaks volumes to like to your work ethic and your dedication to the craft. And and yep. I think it's exciting as hell, man. To like sit here and and just like man, the trajectory, like, and, and where are you going to go? And I, I, it's again, like I really do gravitate to so many of these photographs because I think that you are, you're a, you're a storyteller without even though you do write as well, but you're a storyteller Mm -hmm. with, with what you're seeing. And, and those are always the pictures I think that capture people is like when, when you can really, attach yourself to it and just like have an understanding. Like there's, there's like almost like you said the word earlier, like a, a kind of a solitude or something.
1: Um, Yeah.
0: I think that was the word you used. And there are, there's like some of these pictures, it's like, there's there's like a loneliness to them but it's not like a sad loneliness it's like almost a heartfelt you know it's 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 interesting yeah. like i think it's peace it's peaceful peace. for me exactly yeah. That's the I, i'm such a yeah. wordsmith <laughs> but but dude <laughs> i know i know you're like we're on a little time schedule and stuff and um i'd love to do this again and and again for me it's like you know, getting connected with your dad and connected with you, like, you know, we're, we're, um, we do exhibitions. I'd love to get, um, you know, start talking about getting some work and, and next exhibition we do like, uh, you know, put some work in a show and different stuff like that. And, um, just cause it's, you know, like you're, you're, as I said at the beginning, like lockstep and like what we do and just, uh, just a good dude, man. I'm so glad I met you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, I'm that, glad
1: we to connected too. That,
0: that for me is like the the most fun about doing these podcasts is I get to meet different people and stuff. And and like yeah. I said, you know, it, it, with me, Daryl and and Chris and stuff, like we're getting ready to run with this stuff. And you know, I uh, I I'd, I'd want people like you um, connected with it because I I think, mm-hmm. like I said a little bit ago, like you're just inspiring. Like, and I think, and I say this a lot on the podcast, but it's it's something that I I think that you can really and, and people that we work with really kind of change the way people look at other people and and, and give them that hope and inspiration that yeah. oh yeah, you know, KJ's doing this. i c I, I I'm allowed I'm allowed to do that. Okay, that's killing yeah. and stuff. Um
1: I appreciate what, what, it.
0: What kind of music do you like by the way? Cause I always either write or if you know any musicians that would want to donate a song to the episode. Feel free to connect us, but if not, I'll write something. That's yeah. usually what I do. But um,
1: I listen. I love all like a bunch of music. Okay. I listen to jazz <laughs> cool. a lot. Cool. I listen to a hip hop R and B okay. um, cool. singer songwriter like it all. Uh, only 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 genre that don't really have interest in this country yeah me too um, <laughs> but everything else is pretty you know i was listening we were listening to classical music this morning like i'm i'm all over it so okay. okay. what mood i'm in
0: cool no i'll I'll throw something together and this will probably be out uh i think on the 21st um i think that's when, okay. when it's cool. scheduled and um i had one other question do you know romeo aquara
1: yeah romeo? do you so yeah. i didn't i didn't mention romeo about the inspiration but he, he's inspired me a lot with just his, the way he approaches his photography. Totally, I, I
0: actually have two friends, uh, somebody we work with and actually I have a a former student of mine that was friends. His, her brother was friends with him. And I'd love okay. to get in contact with him because um, yeah. we're doing a, we're doing a show up in Columbus. And I think you'll be a part of this hopefully as well. Um, uh, during the Ohio state Notre Dame game. I mean, the, the okay. show will be up for, I think two months, but, okay. um, but we're going to have like the kickoff during the game. And I thought it'd be kind of funny to have a couple of Ohio state players and a couple of Notre Dame players, just <laughs> at, at, at the artists, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and I think it'd be just kind of funny, but yeah, feel free to connect. He might know. Yeah, that...
1: I'll, uh, I'll hit him up. Um, yeah. he's, uh, he's rehabbing right yeah, now from his, uh, his... Achilles. Yeah. I knew that. Um, so uh, I've been, I've, I checked up on him to see how he was doing. He's doing well, but uh, he's a, he's a phenomenal photographer too. Oh, yeah. So I'll definitely, I'll reach out to him. Um, cool. see what his thoughts are and connect y'all. And then, uh, and like I said, yeah, I just one.
0: talked, I literally just talked yesterday to um, that Michaela Binter. I don't know if you know yeah. her down there um, in Charlotte, so. but we're uh, she was talking about doing some sort of, thing down in charlotte so i'll just stay in mm-hmm. touch with you and i'm going to stay in yeah. touch with you because you know, like i said i think daryl daryl brought you know all of us together um just because i think it's it's a great fit and in, in terms of like, it makes where, sense where the business is going and sense. all these things yeah. and um and then the other thing like i don't even know if daryl told you like we chris and i bought 20 acres of land out in montana like last year i guess a year and a half ago really? with with the idea to like create an artist athlete kind of retreat place and i think you would be absolutely awesome out there to like to do workshops like photography and so and by the way the scenes out there <laughs>
1: that's it i was just gonna say that's that's a that's a top two on my bucket list to go out there we're my friends getting married in jackson hole in january Sweet. next year yep and i've never been there i can't i watch yellowstone and I, mean, <laughs> I can't wait to go out yep. there i i'm going I'm, I'm i'm going out there with like 10 to 15 rolls of film yep. and i'm just gonna uh, go crazy that's
0: not enough i'm sure i'm sure I, <laughs> I, I like i that's it's 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 stunning like we're like an hour hour and a half from yellowstone park yeah. and um but i think like again like projecting outward like that you'd be like because we're you know we're gonna have we might have like a dark room out there. Like, I don't know, like, you know, but there's going to be studios yeah. out there to work in and different stuff. And it's, and, um, That'd be awesome. so I'm just That's ex- awesome. excited to, you know, future and all that stuff. But like, I'm so stoked that Daryl put us together and, yeah. and and all that stuff. So dude, uh, thank you. Um, like I said, of I'll, course. I'll send you promo stuff. Um, when I get it together in the next okay. week or so. And, um, cool. and just look, like I said, look forward to like staying in touch and, and, um, keep yeah. up the great work, man, because I like really, truly like, it. really gravitate towards it so but have a great like, day yeah, dude. Ho- you, hopefully it's as beautiful down there as it is up here because it's like it's, 70 degrees and sunny it's perfect today
1: it is gorgeous it's like i think the high is like mid 60s today <laughs> so it's sun is out so it'll be good i'll uh, i'll send you the picture i went on a uh, we went and took some photos in charlotte when romeo was back in town last january i think um, I'll send you one of my favorite shots, like uptown, and he's in it. Um, I'll text you it after we're done.
0: <laughs> nice. All right, brother. Have a great day, and we'll, you we'll too. stay in touch. All right. Later man. Later cool. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Absolutely a blast chatting with KJ. Just really, really love uh, that discussion. Uh, such a deep thinker, and I'm a huge fan of his photography. Love the way that he sees things. He composes his images and you know just puts them out in the world. I'm hoping he does put out that book of photography, if not multiple books. But either way, uh, just love the looking at his work. Again, you can follow KJ on Instagram at KJ underscore brent and definitely recommend you visit his website, kjbrent.com. And take a look at his amazing photographs. A reminder to check out the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors podcast, and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandrich podcast. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and our other social media outlets for future events and news thank you. We will see you next week. And as always, do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there.